to the Runner X podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Hi, welcome back to the Runner X podcast. I'm Coach Caroline, and I'm here with Coach Valerie. And Coach, we've been getting a lot of questions um, through our Ask Me Anything that you do on the Wednesday Lives on Facebook. We've been getting YouTube people asking questions. We've been getting people uh, reaching out to our support team um, about cadence and that they're, well, there's a couple of things. So the first question is, what if I can't maintain the 180 cadence? That's a great question. And I would encourage you guys to have patience in your progress because the average cadence for most runners is about 160 to 165. So to ask your body to just up to 180, you have to be a little bit patient. So that's number one. But it's also why we give you guys all those elasticity drills. And the second part is you first have to learn how to feel and use the fall. Right. right. So that was the second question. Now uh, we had one other person say, okay, I'm great. I'm running at 180, but um, I'm not getting any faster. Right. <laughs> uh, and I'm only laughing because I went through all the same thing. So I got way too caught up and this is all of us. We really want to run with our legs. And so we're pulling and, you know, you start thinking about pulling and maybe you're using a metronome and trying to get your foot to pull. And the problem is, guys, we have to learn how to free fall because that's actually how we accelerate. And the pull is a response to the body falling forward. And what's um, two things are, are uh, slowing you down, I guess, if you feel like you're running in place. One is instead of embracing the fall and falling forward, you are actively pulling your foot up. And in doing so, you're kind of preventing yourself from falling. And a lot of people in the beginning are so used to using their muscles, it's a little bit scary to both free fall and be a little out of control on active muscles. Okay, so if I'm, it, what I was describing, you know, the, the person that was asking about how do I get faster, it's because they're not falling. And um, I think you've said to me before that I'm, that active muscle contraction, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm now I'm using my cardiovascular system, right? Because now I'm not having to use my, my big muscles. I'm not having to use my skeletal system, right? So I'm, I'm, my heart rate goes up. I start breathing too much. Right. And that's scary in the beginning. So yeah. for a lot of people, their effort has been so much in like using their muscles. So like they're tired. They get tired when they run. Yes. They're fatigued yes. when they run. But it's not so much like... I'm so winded. I had to stop running because I was winded. Most right. people, it's I have to stop running because there's I'm tired. So now all of a sudden, they're starting to switch. Just like you're saying, I'm using my cardiovascular system, which you should because it's running. So first, that's a little bit panicky, right? And the second is I'm trying to fall forward, which I've never done in my life. I've been trying to not fall. So here you've got two things you're trying to do. And all of that gets your heart rate up as well. So right. I highly suggest, you know, with breathing anyway, um, doing some breathing exercises when you're not running is so valuable. Just working on deep breaths, you know, four or five yes. deep breaths, really going sideways instead of up, 
trying to keep your neck and shoulders relaxed when you breathe so that when you do fall or when your heart rate does go up, instead of panicking, you just take some deeper breaths. And well, that was it. Exactly. That was the conversation I, I kind of brought up to them. And I brought up the fact that you and I've talked about this before, that we as a just as humans, as even uh, Americans that don't maybe m meditate or do yoga, we <laughs> right. So when we start to fall, we get scared. We do these sh short, shallow breaths where we're going <laughs> instead of these really loud like you were talking about. If 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 we ever get the recording out there of you running, you're going to be going <laughs> taking these big breaths. And that's part of the problem is we do these shallow breaths. We get more scared. Our heart rate goes up faster where if we just breathe deeper, slow down your breath right. while you're falling, you actually let will have go. a better cardio. Yes. Let go and have that better cardiovascular response. Right? Yes. And I think that people need to get more and more comfortable. If I'm changing my movement, like I'm just getting started on this running, I've never done this before, or I've been running this other way then give yourself some time to let your heart rate adapt. You know, I mean, instead of worrying about my heart rate's going up, take joy in that. That means you're running and your cardio system's working. Instead, think, okay, I'm going to just breathe more. or I'm going to breathe deeper. Let the breath start to match the run. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, that's a good point. So back when I was running more consistently, uh, I used to try to almost run with granted, I wasn't running with a met metronome, but kind of a cadence, sort of like I'm, I haven't given birth, so forgive me. But it was kind of like, you know, in in out out, kind of like thinking like uh, uh, Lamaze is the best way I could put it. it. Would you suggest something like that, where with the cadence, maybe they're getting into some sort of like a meditative breathing state? Only as a drill, because okay. one of the challenges, and 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 again, great question, and and to think about. It, if I have these drills, like if I have a breathing drill, then during my run, if my breathing is, like you say, if I'm either getting out of breath or something's going on, I can at least go back to that drill, which I highly recommend and I use it and I teach it. And it's basically because I'm always pulling on the three count, up, 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 up. I'll add right. the exhale, up, up, yep. up, exhale. And yes. when people are new and you put the exhale in, it actually helps them relax into their breathing because now it's part of what I'm doing versus mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm holding my breath because I'm thinking I'm trying to pull and all of that. But I do want people to let go. Like we laugh about it, but really running is the most natural thing and breathing is the oldest reflex you have. So when you actually just start to fall and like I said, we start to use those drills to help you relax you will find naturally that your breath will match your run. So that brings up two questions. The first one is, what if while I'm trying to do all this, I get a side stitch? You know, right. that, that pain right underneath, you know, and yeah. And some people tell you, put your arm up. I've been like, I'll sometimes like grab the bottom of right below my uh, rib cage and just try to pierce on it. What do you suggest? Do I stop? Do I, do I, yeah, what do I do? I ran a marathon once and literally mile one, I got a side <laughs> stitch. I'm not kidding. And I, that was going to be 25 miles of hell. Yeah. Of <laughs> so I, I literally grabbed my, just like you said, I grabbed the area and then runners around me saw that. And I am not kidding. In like five seconds, I had 20 people like, 
uh, exhale every third breath, uh, raise your right hand, you know, like just throwing out all of these things. And, the, the, you know, they don't know in 100% why you get a side stitch, but we know for sure it's something to do with the diaphragm and some kind of spasm. It's like okay. a muscle, cramp, you know, right. side stitch. So then you have to think, okay, I have tension. Just like pain and running is coming from somewhere. If I have a stitch, that's letting me know that I have, um, I'm, I'm either trying to over breathe or I might be bending at the waist a little bit and not allowing my, you know, my muscles to be where they should be. So I recommend a first trying to do a exhale, the up, 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 exhale, up, 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 exhale. See if you can breathe through. And that's a really good feeling if you can. And then the other thing is, again, to try to adjust your upper body. Make sure your shoulders are over your hips and really see if you can, you know, put yourself back in a good pose. And then always, of course, I mean, I have no problems with stopping. So if people feel like, I mean, I really cannot relax out of it. Because like I said, it's a, it's a usually a spasm in the diaphragm. If you can exhale, a lot of times you can let that go. Which is a great segue into my second question, um, which I think we talked about on another podcast, but you know, we talk so much, I can't tell what's a podcast and what we just talked about <laughs> is the idea of, okay, I do have a pain or I do have a spasm or I do get a little pinch. Um, there are people that say, well, just go start walking, do, do the walking, do the, do intervals of walking and running. And, and you can also tell us what you think about kind of that concept, but do you suggest I walk or do you suggest I actually just stop? Well, if no I was in, yeah, so I, you know, I don't have anything against walking. So there's right. no, no, please don't <laughs> take this in any other way, but if I'm trying to run, then I think we just have to remind ourselves that walking and running are not the same movement. So sometimes if you just switch to walking, um, you may go back into using your hips and your extenders, you know, and so then it gets harder to want to go back into running. And okay. so if, so let me just say this, if I was like in a, in a race situation, like in my marathon, I didn't want to stop and walk. I really did by mile two. I had, I had worked my way out of it. And all I did was just do a one, two, three, exhale, one, two, three, exhale, relax, breathe. But I was fine to keep running. If I really would have had like that sharp stabbing, which I've had, everybody's had, I hope, or I hope not, but if you've had it, you know, <laughs> where you really need to stop for a second. If you want to keep moving, keep moving. But if you're wanting to continue running, then I would at least try to walk by doing like small, quick pulls instead of trying to take like, you know, loping strides, if you will. And right. if I'm, if I'm, and again, but if I'm out for like a recreational, you know, go out for some exercise and I want to keep moving, sure, absolutely, please walk and then work on your breathing and then, you know, try to get back into your run. But if it's now like a stabbing pain, stop. <laughs> yeah, let's digress for just a second because I think it's really important when when we hear people talk about, well, I'm doing um, three three minutes running, two minutes walking, um, and there's nothing. I know you say there's nothing wrong with that, but explain how, what that does to my psyche, right? Um, with that idea that I well, it I oh I only have to run three minutes, right? Expl explain kind of why you don't really like that way of training. 
Well, I just feel like you, it disconnects you from running. So okay. I, I, you know, and what's funny is my, as you guys know, right, my, our RunRx training plans, we really recommend two days a week of intervals and one day a week of like a longer run. And the reason that I do that is because the more you can run focused on running, then you can run longer. And, right. and what I mean by that is when we do our running intervals and we really hold our pose and really hold a good solid position and focus just on falling and pulling, for most of us, to be fair, trying to really hold that focus is a challenge. And so instead of, and so, and if I'm out for a run, what if you're feeling really good? What if you found a fall point and you're connected and you're pulling and your watch goes off and says, oh, no, no, you've got to walk now. You see, that doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. Versus right. if I'm out running and I feel good and I want to keep going, keep going. It, or if I'm out running and it doesn't feel good and I need to stop and walk, then stop and walk. Mm -hmm. Own that you know, and be okay with it. And then think, why did I have to stop and walk? Was it an error in my movement that I could correct? Am I simply fatigued? You know, and then you could have a better conversation instead of telling you, you know, I feel the same, by the way, with heart rate training. If right. people instead would connect with running, check what was my heart rate, they will have a better relationship with running overall. If you, you know, it's the same thing. If I stop and walk every time a heart rate goes up, never going to run. <laughs> right. Well, and that's a good point. That was kind of what I was alluding to that we had the conversation that I thought was really genius um, was the idea that whether you realize it or not, you start to train your mind and the mental side of running to, um, okay, I can feel this is getting hard. So, oh, oh, good. I'm at my three minutes. Right. Um, right. So you start to kind of train your without meaning to you, you. That's not your intention. Right. Your intention is to get your five miles in or whatever. But without realizing it, your thoughts are training you to only run for three minutes. Right. And also you're training yourself to want to stop running. I mean, right. <laughs> right. That's, the, that's you know, and if you give yourself the freedom of running and if I need to stop, I stop. It, it really does. It, it opens yourself to be able to run. Right. And that's, and that's kind of goes back to what we talk about with, with, with everything with the mind. And like, if I think um, I'm falling, Oh no, instead of I'm falling, we, you know, you're going to get a better feeling. If I think uh, up instead of push, I'm going to have a lighter feeling. And if I think, um, this is something that I was, uh, it's interesting, just a little side note here before we wrap it up. What you think, if you think running is hard, running will be hard. And what I'm what? noticing is that if you think running is hard, you'll start finding yourself going, eating right is hard. Uh, getting up in the morning is hard. Being committed to uh, not being on social media is hard. Suddenly everything becomes hard. Where if you say I'm committed or, or running is easy, um, I'm committed to my workouts, I'm committed to uh, taking a break from social media. If you just change your wording and you change your framework, it can change everything. And which is what I love about the RunRx method. It's, it, that's one of the key things is you will, well, except on the podcast, you won't hear us say land you won't hear us say push. We say things like up, unweight, light, 
<laughs> fall, let go. And it changed. It really, I want you guys to try that. Go out to, for your run today and just think this is easy. This is fun. I, I enjoy this and see how much it changes your run. <laughs> so thanks everybody. Uh, we'll see you next week on the Run RX podcast. Thank you for joining us on the Run RX podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runrx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runrx.fit.